When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We will find it out. And you know what? This is what I love about life. We just spent the last half hour talking about a guy who's been married 31 times, Andy. 31 times. Okay. This is pretty interesting because I, I just looked on the complete sheet. They give us really good stories and all the rest of it. This story, in the if the person you're with texts and says, can we talk today, brace yourself, you're more likely, now pay attention. This is a guy that's been married, what, 31 times, and four of them died, right? Mm-hmm. You're more likely to get dumped today than any other day of the year. How, what a coincidence that is, mm. wouldn't you say? I wonder why. Before Christmas, I guess, it's like you don't want to ruin oh. Christmas, but you want it to be over by Christmas. Yeah, you don't want to invite or have them meet a bunch of family. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so we're 13 days away from, well, Christmas is is uh, two weeks from today, right? Yep, 14 yep. days. So if you go back two weeks, you're just a couple of days short of getting to Thanksgiving, are you not? That sounds yeah. about right. So right between Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. you get dumped. Yeah, it does make sense. It's yeah, it does. You want it over by the new year, but you basically do it as far from the holidays as possible. And I'm sure too, if like Thanksgiving is the first time your significant other meets your family, and now they don't yeah. like them, you're like, wow, I gotta rip the band. Oh yeah, off that's true. Christmas. It's also right in the middle of Hanukkah, so that. Oh, that that's too. true. In the middle of Hanukkah today, too, mm-hmm. or this week. I mean, my my but, lamp oh, yeah. has no oil left. I'm sorry. Indeed, that's the way it is. You know, I found out years later, and Brittany, you'll love this. Um, Catherine and I had been married, but we got married uh, 1984, and this was about 10 years later. We went over to her parents' house, Don and Betty, who I ended up being really good friends with. But Betty that day, Tom. I want you to know something. Don and I have been talking quite a bit lately. Uh, and uh, we really, really love having you in the family. It's great having you around. The first four years, we couldn't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> love an honest queen. Love Isn't that. that. I mean, it's like, oh, okay. Four years is a long time to wait to come around <laughs> it is. to somebody. <laughs> That's how long it takes to fall in love with Tom. Just four years, four right. short years. At that point, it doesn't feel like they came around. It's just like they just accepted it. Like mm-hmm. this is yeah. This well, is wait a well. minute. How so? Four years. What year would that have been? That would have been 1988. You were two years uh, old, and Alex would have been born about a year later. They liked you once you uh, started giving them grandkids. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Mm. That might be true. Everyone likes a grandkid. It's all true. Okay, so uh, December 11th was dubbed Breakup Day back in 2008 after someone analyzed Facebook's status updates and found a ton of people break up exactly exactly two weeks before Christmas today. It also found there uh, tend to be more breakups on Mondays in general. So the 11th is a double whammy this year. Experts think there are a few reasons for it. The holidays are stressful, what you guys were just talking about. You might uh, be having second thoughts about the person meeting your family and a surprising number of us will break up just to to get out of buying someone. You break up with someone so you don't have to buy him a gift. That is chintzy, man. Well, then you I mean, clearly you didn't care in the first place if you're going to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want to spend 50 bucks on you. Yeah. 
Turning the calendar also represents a fresh start for a lot of people. So if things aren't going well, it may feel like a natural time to cut your losses and move on. I still think you're right, though, whether it's a Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Christmas or whatever. You get to the end of the year. The year is coming to an end. We're coming up on a very important holiday. Uh, let's break it off. Yeah. You think that's that's accurate? Yeah. I would guess anyway. The day of the year you're least likely to get. Do you have any idea what the least likely to get dumped is what day of the year? Fourth of July. Yeah, it's probably yeah. on, yeah. Or yeah, Fourth of July or yeah. on Christmas, maybe, or something like that. The answer is Christmas Day. There you go. Dang. You guys were both right. It was a major holiday. You have to be a pretty big piece of crap to break up with someone on Christmas, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, with day. enough activities, it can wait. Like, it can wait. You can hold yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, same like, with the 4th of July. You're celebrating the nation's yeah. uh, birthday, the holiday, and all the rest of it. I would bet 4th so, of yeah. July has got to be pretty low on the list as well. Yeah, probably true. Uh, don't assume you're safe if you make it to the 25th, though. A poll found some of us avoid breakups this time of the year, so we're not alone for the holidays. But on the 26th, breakups will start trending up before peaking again in March. I could see that because if you brought your significant other home and it didn't go well um, Mm -hmm. or the family didn't like Mm -hmm. them, it's like a countdown, right? Until like you're probably not going to make it long. Or there's some big blow up argument over politics or something and now you're like, ah, we got to. Or if your live-in boyfriend buys you the wrong size shoe, even though you live with him, and he should have just checked your hundreds of shoes you had. Thank you. Thank you, people. <laughs> this sounds like you're talking from experience. Did no, Justin no. buy the I wrong pair of shoes? I was just an example of a man who you live with bought you a whole size shoe wrong because he didn't have, he was too lazy to just walk into your own closet. But no, nothing personal. Nothing's no. fine. What about the fact that half of shoes the size is just a completely random number they pick? Right. Yeah, but like I have consistently one size throughout. It's a lazy move, Andy. I'm mm. not asking for much in life, but like, can you just? They're, they're, my shoes are everywhere. Pick one up and look at it. So, Andy, you knew Grandma Toots. I How old were you when, when she died again? You were uh, a teenager? Uh, 20 ish. Yeah, right around 20 years old. And she died in what, 19. No, I mean, not 19, 2004. 2000, like, yeah, four or five. So, yeah, it would have been 18, 19. 18, 19 years old. Somewhere around there. Brittany and Tevin, my mother, who had this voice like this, by the way, can't forget that part. I'm sitting at her house, so I, I bring Catherine over there, introduce her to Catherine, to my mother. My mother meets Catherine. So I go back over to see my mother about a week later, and she goes, Tom, let me ask you a question. I said, yeah, Mom, what's that? Well, that girl you brought over here. I said, Catherine? She goes, yeah, yeah, Catherine. What is it with you? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, why do all your girlfriends have to be so pretty? I'm like, I'm sorry for not bringing some hag over here. Why would she ask me that? I don't know. Isn't that a weird thing to ask? Mm, Insecurity, it sounds like. I don't know. Like, my mother's part or mine? <laughs> well, I don't know if you have like I don't. I've never met any of the other girls that you dated before you got married, Tom. But if they were all kind of of the same ilk, maybe they were all supermodels. You know, like your mom no, was like, "Oh, you like it's a weird." Or she thought you were ugly and was like, "Hey, why? How well, did you get all that. of these girls to agree to date you?" <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe she noticed you had a type and was just curious. I'm very charming. I'd like to point that out. You know. Yeah, throw that. But no, she was she was often wondered that like it was a burden, you know, to 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 be to be with a pretty girl was a burden, I think, to her. Does that oh, make sense? I, like, oh, like yeah. the song says, never make a pretty woman your wife. If you want to be happy for I the rest of your life. life. That's true. Yep. I never even thought of that. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Saul knew what he was talking about. the only one who thinks that way. Oh. I mean, you I just got to be used to getting ignored or, you know, everybody notices Catherine first. And then it's like, oh, and Tom's here, by the way, as well. Oh, that's a given. That yeah. always happens to this day. There's no question about that. She's well, she's a very charming human being, don't you think, Brett? I agree. I mean, I'm not going to argue. And I don't. I, if we have to like rate hotness, I guess we can on a scale one to ten. <laughs> but it's going to get weird. No, you don't want to do that. That's why. In fact, we'll change the subject. Yeah, we'll skip that. That's so. why you just wear a propeller head everywhere. Then everyone will notice you first. 
No matter, oh, what, no matter what. Or the worst is if you're, I'm assuming, walking Jude, and then people go, oh my gosh, the puppy. And then, oh my gosh, Catherine, you look so great too. And then, oh, hey, Tom. Uh, Tom's yeah, here. Third yeah, in line. Yeah, yeah Tom. You, you well, everyone's going to notice yeah. Jude Good first. Yeah. This is one of the ugliest things I have ever seen. Uh, a juvenile and an adult suffered life-threatening injuries when a truck ran into a buggy at St. Mary's County on the Sunday, the sheriff's office said. This is Washington State. Is that where that is? St. Mary's County? St. Mary's, so. uh, Maryland, it looks like. Oh, it's Maryland. Oh. Oh, so this is Washington, D.C. they're talking about then. Mm-hmm. That, that close. But uh, yeah, the crash so happened just before noon at Point Lookout mm-hmm. Road and Pincushion. You get hit by a buggy on Pincushion Road. Pincushion oh. Road. Very sad. Uh, in the intersection of Leonardtown, Maryland, the uh, St. Mary's County Sheriff's Office said uh, Mechanicsville Volunteer Fire Department also agreed. According to a preliminary investigation, the juvenile victim was driving the buggy carrying three family members. The bugger was standing still at the intersection when the horse unexpectedly reared and bucked. This action caused the buggy to enter a Point Lookout Road or subsequently struck by a southbound 2021 Toyota Tundra. Oh, that's a, that that's a big, big truck. Deal, yeah, that's, yeah, that is yeah. nuts. It's that's one of terrible. the biggest yeah, consumer-grade trucks there is, I believe. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. It ain't a pretty sight, I will tell you that. Oh. And none of them died. The horse died. Oh, well. Yeah, the horse died, yeah. <laughs> well, it was the horse's fault, so it had it coming. That's true. The horse caused the whole problem in the first place. But it's interesting. There was an infant in there, and the infant survived a buggy being hit by a Toyota Tundra. That's It's either a very good buggy or, I don't know, those brakes must have been really powerful on that truck. Is that is that an Amish thing? And are there a lot of Amish people in Maryland? Yeah. It looks like an Amish buggy to me. Yeah, most most of the time, if you see a horse and buggy, it's going to be, I would say, probably an Amish. Actually, I'm looking at a picture of the buggy, and it's in pretty good shape. Yeah, it looks almost like the horse is the one that got mainly hit, and I the think, buggy probably spun yeah, after. Yeah, exactly. Afterwards. I think basically the, the horse got, yeah. Because if, yeah, if the truck would have went through the buggy, it would have been no, there would be no more buggy. The, no, there would not. Yeah. That'd be something else. So you go, hey, listen, Bill, I know you're going over to Jim's house and you're driving your car. We're going to take the buggy. So we'll see you in about five hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honest to God, taking a buggy everywhere has got to take some time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think what they go we- much above maybe 20 miles an hour tops. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, 20 miles an hour. No, that's, that's got to be about it, don't you think? That's yeah. yeah. much faster than that. I wouldn't think so, but that's so sad that the horse rears and the horse ends up in the one struck by mm-hmm. the by the tundra and and most of the time the communities that the amish or well anybody that's driving a buggy lives in is very rural so it's not like it's a big city and so the people that are driving kind of know you know okay don't speed past the horse don't honk your horn and people are you know polite right. about it but yeah every once in a while you'll get the horse because they're not used to whatever big machine and they'll get mm-hmm. spooked and now you take off yeah it makes total sense oh my god i <laughs> Okay. There was a service worker stabbed over uh, quality of the food. Well, maybe the food was really bad. Yeah, but let me tell you where they went and got their food. (laughs) I'm not saying it was, you know, horrendous or anything like that. Uh, The worker stabbed over food quality at Panda Express. Really? I've heard it's yeah, not you're great. Yeah, you're going to need to lower your expectations right. at some fast cash. I've heard Panda Express is not so good. Right. Like, oh, it's I'm fine. sorry. Was your it's mall fine. food court food not top notch? Yeah. Like, just well, I mean, know you're going to be thirsty for like two days straight. Yeah. Mall salt. salt it's well, I mean, fine. are we talking like, you know, the rice wasn't quite al dente enough or, yeah. you know, there was yeah. like, what? there was a wig in my food? Because. <laughs> And, you know, I can see reaching for the knife at that point. I have never been to Panda Express, so it's not that great. I don't think I've ever actually had it. Think of your favorite Chinese food you've ever had, Tom, and then reduce the quality to like a two. Yeah, like it's fine. It's like like the saltiest, gooey Mm. sugar, like on top of chicken. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Like my nanny kids loved it. And every time we'd have it. 
I'd be like, you know, every like fourth time, I'm like, I guess I'll get something too. And then I regret it because I was so, mm-hmm. I'd wake up at like 2 a.m. being like, what? <laughs> you always regret it? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, people have been so freaking cool. out at workers recently. There was an article last week where a woman was at Chipotle and her Chipotle bowl was made wrong. And so she threw it back at the manager. And the, the good thing about that story though, was the judge, instead of doing sending her to jail, made her work like 20 hours a week at a Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love. I agree with you. I will remake the bowl 1000 times. Yep. Yeah. Let's see how well you do make it. Yeah. And Tom, that's kind of on her because you walk along with them and tell them what to put in them. So it's like, if you're not a good communicator, that's on you. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's Subway, so basically. It's it's oh. Mexican Subway, more yeah. or less. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, this story, this was a very, very sad story. Minnesota man arrested after impaling a grocery worker with a golf club. Impaling? <gasps> with a golf China, club? What kind of golf club is... Well, yeah, he snapped, he snapped off the uh, one end of it, so it was very sharp. <gasps> oh, well. Yeah, Minneapolis police are investigating a stabbing that left a grocery store employee dead. Police arrived at a grocery store. Oh, that's right, Catherine. It's on Loring Park. Mm-hmm. That grocery store has been there forever. You have to remember, I played in Loring Park when I was three, four, five years old. I was in there every day because we lived one half a block away. I mm-hmm. hate that, that that stuff happens around Loring Park. Yeah. I have such great memories as a, a little kid. Oak Street Grocery? Was Oak the Street the place? Grocery. Yeah. The local business. 66-year-old man was found behind the counter with a golf club impaled through his torso. Went through his torso? Jesus. Well, that's what an impalement is. Yeah, but I mean, that goes into your torso, but this went through him. Now, impalement is going through. Stabbing going is through. going partially. Through. Oh, that's right. That's Ugh. right. You impaled. It comes out the other end. Get your terminology yeah. right. Jeez. Yeah, you're right. You're damn right. First responders gave the man immediate medical aid. Police said, and he was transported to Hennepin County Medical Center, but he died at the hospital, unfortunately. What? When you go into a grocery store, what is so important? You have to stab someone with a golf club. Well, that sort of thing makes me think it was personal. Or oh, that that's a guy. pretty personal way to kill someone. Or the person that did is some sort of mental illness, potentially. Or, yeah, he was just yeah. insane. But the fact that he 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 must have brought a golf club with him. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, so, there. So no. it suggests yeah. that he brought a weapon with him for this express purpose. Yeah. Because grocery stores right. don't sell golf clubs, as far as I know. No, and I can't imagine something happening in the grocery store that would make me mad enough to want to stab somebody. Right. Well, there you go. In a news conference late Friday, police chief Brian O'Hara said that the suspect appeared to have collected some items from the store, taking them to the counter, according to the Associated Press. It appears he then went behind the counter and began to assault and bludgeon the individual behind the counter in a very grotesque way. Mm -hmm. It would be very grotesque to be bludgeoned. Police said that a witness gave the officers information that led them to a nearby apartment unit where the suspect had barricaded himself inside. A standoff ensued. The responders, including uh, negotiators in Minneapolis Police Department's bomb squad, arrived at the scene. After nearly six hours, a man was arrested without incident. My God, suspect is 44. 44-year-old guy stabs a 66-year-old guy to death with a golf club, impales him with a golf mm-hmm. club. What would get you that upset? Or is the guy just nuts, do you think? He's got to be. Because one yeah. of the two. Yeah. It's like what we, you were out of, you know, frosted flakes. I'm going to beat you to death. <laughs> yes. like, I don't know. There's no logical explanation for that. No, there's nothing. But I mean, honest to God, yeah, that's Loring Park. You leave it alone. See, now, you know what that did to me? Just saying Loring Park. Mm-hmm. I was, I think, about five years old when I tried to do the, what's the, 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 they used to call them the monkey bars, I remember, back in the yep. day. It's where you go up the ladder and you go from one end to the other, and then you come to go down the ladder. Yep. Those are still called monkey bars. Yeah, mm-hmm. last I've checked. Five years old, Tommy, I'm at Loring Park. I'm going to do the monkey bars for the first time. I lasted about three rungs and fell right on my head. Oh, uh, well. That did not feel good, I will tell you that. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. All these years later, it's because I jammed my head into the ground trying to go across the monkey bars. That what do you think? Be. Could, yeah. could be. Lauren Park, I always think about, oh, there was a guy I was dating for like one and a half dates, maybe, because Uh-oh. he lived in Loring Park and didn't want to ever move his car. So then I would try to go there and the parking there is horrendous. 
And I remember oh, we yeah. were supposed to have a second yeah. date, and I was like, I can't find a spot, and I don't think we're that into each other. And he's like, Oh, okay. And I just drove away and went home. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. That was terrible. Oh. I don't even, I, the guy's probably not still even around, but there was a guy that parked over by Loring Park every day, and he had the greatest license plate for Loring Park I've ever seen. I never met the guy. I have no idea who he is, but his, I didn't even know if it was a Minnesota license plate or not. But his license plate said, I see you are 12. I see you are That's 12. creepy. I see you're 12. I see you are one, too. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it's like he's seeing 12-year-olds at the park. No, no. Hey. Thank God. Yeah, that's what I had, too. I was a little mm-hmm. thrown oh, off. Is that I, like, that's I see gross. you are one, too. That's, uh, that's very mm-hmm. clever. It's fit in a whole like, sentence you, in six characters, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not. That, I mean, that's that's some. That's a very uppity attitude that the guy's got. I don't even know if it's still around. That was probably thirty-five years ago, so I don't even know if the guy's still around. But I very clever, sir or ma'am, could have been a woman. Whoever yeah. you are, I I remember it was in Woodbury by my parents' old house, and I got cut off by this guy in this really intense sports car, and I got mm-hmm. really pissed. And his license plate said that guy. And I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're that guy. And like, now I'm less mad because at least you know you're that guy. Okay, let's, you guys must have your favorite license plate that you've ever seen. Because that was one of mine, but I got another one too. You guys have a favorite license plate you've ever seen? Um, I want to hear yours, Tom. Not that comes to the top of my head. What's oh, we yours? saw, uh, oh, what the hell was it? Oh, um, the other day we saw a yellow Nissan Juke. Wait, Jukes are Nissans, wow. right? Yes. Yeah. Yellow Nissan Juke, bright yellow, with a picture of Pikachu in the back, and the license plate said Pika Juke. That's, That's really That's cute. Well, that is cute, isn't mm-hmm. it? Love that. And I used to have a Juke, and I love oh, Nissan there you go. Jukes. It's one of those cars that no one knows exists. Nope. Yeah, that'd with be it. true. You got one, Devin? Um, I don't have... I always roll my eyes at people with their... Like, I don't remember. They're fancy I'm, I'm plates. like, really, like, you, or, like, a lot of the Teslas will have, like, gas, mm-hmm. LOL, yeah. or oh, yeah. type of thing. Like, yeah. those always kind of make me chuckle. But I I think it takes a specific type of person to have yeah. a personalized license plate, and it makes me roll my eyes. You got to get motivated. Yeah. yeah. You have to have a reason, I think. If you guys saw this, would you break the windows out of the vehicle? This is what I want to know. You ready? Yes. It's about... 30 years ago, something like, nah, it must have been long. I, I don't remember. I, I think the kids, you guys, you kids were really, really young. And we took a vacation to Florida. Go down to Florida. And <clears throat> we're driving down the freeway, I-95. And there's a beautiful, brand new Rolls Royce in front of us. This car was probably a million two, something like that. It was like the very, very, very top end of Rolls Royces. And that's mm-hmm. not an unsurprising sight in West Palm Beach, by the way. Or Palm no, Beach Island, not. especially. They're everywhere. But this is very, very, very expensive uh, Rolls Royce. And his license plate said, my toy. Oh, that's pretty gross. Wouldn't you bust out the windows if you got a chance? Oh, then you'd be on the hook for like five hundred thousand dollars in damages. I can't afford that kind of violence. Yeah, yeah that's very true. I'm sure one see. window is like fifty grand to replace in that thing. I wouldn't doubt it. I suppose we better take a break here because uh, we got Kristen Burt coming up in a couple of minutes, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would I say. Would say that. We should be right back right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, 
them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warmed them up, moved them to plow, and reparked them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. A sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're so then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Burt joins us now. $1.2 million Rolls Royce out there in Los Angeles. And it says her toy. Not my toy, but her. Did you hear that story, Kristen? Uh, that sounds like about every other car in my neighborhood. So <laughs> that's well. my coffee bean, uh, which is right across the street from Starbucks, of course. Every Sunday morning at about 10 a.m., there is a meeting of these, like, four guys, and they all own, like, Ferraris and, like, Rolls and Bentleys, and they all, like, park with their car, like, right in front of, like, where they sit outside to have their yeah. coffee every Sunday morning. And they have done this for, like, a decade, and I – it's just so funny to see them every single week, and it's just, like, one of the scenes of your neighborhood. <laughs> any Any good plates on those cars that you've noticed, personalized plates? Um, I haven't noticed, but now I'm going to check next Sunday. Oh, because you, uh, you know that all four or five of them do have something on. The, they don't just have a license plate. No, you've got to have that vanity plate. I mean, otherwise, you know, why have the Ferrari? Right. I never had a vanity plate. You guys ever had a vanity plate? I never, never have. No. no. I don't want to give the government more of my money. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, Let's get that. people to break up the windows in your car anyway, because you have smart ass plates, I guess. Oh, I, aren't I vanity plates any. not really that much anymore i don't know how much is a vanity plate i don't even know i think it's probably like 100 bucks or something like that maybe. yeah that's like nothing compared to the cost of a car well, california there's... also sells like their old plates like our plates now are like white background with blue lettering but mm -hmm. if you want the classic blue background with the yellow lettering you can also pay extra for that i remember that yeah mm -hmm. the, yeah blue with the yellow absolutely yeah. no question about it 
ten dollar uh, filing fee, eleven dollar annual renewal fee. Yeah, there we go. So that's, that's it. Uh, yeah, apparently, it's not a whole lot. Hmm. It's not not bad. And that well, in Minnesota? Uh, yes, apparently. Huh. That's well, look at that. Very I yeah, I always thought it was like a couple hundred bucks, which still isn't that much, but it's like you know. It's so hmm. weird. They either charge you a gazillion dollars or they charge you like a nominal fee. It never makes any sense. I know. To me. It yeah. is interesting. Yeah, that's true. When my yeah, husband and I got married too, like we paid for um, with a, just a private, like just so that our marriage license wasn't just like out there on the internet mm -hmm. and so you can have it privatized. And it was only $10 more. And I'm like, why doesn't everyone do that? That's a good question. And I have a, I got, I'm very, very happy about this. I'm a Bosch legacy guy anyway. I love that show. Um, season two is probably not as good as season one, but it's still enjoyable, no question. You ever watch that show, Chris? No, I just know that Bill worked on it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Bill worked on it. That's right. But uh, we'll tell Bill if it was his idea. I wanted to thank him because when I worked at Capitol Records back in the day, I used to go, I would guess, three times a week to Musso and Frank's. I love yes. that restaurant, and that it's very prominent in in uh, Bosch Legacy. They go to Musso and Frank's. What a great! I I told you my Catherine story, didn't I? I don't going think to Musso so. and Frank's. This is like forty two years ago or something like that. I meet this young one, so she's twenty two at the time, and <laughs> I take her to Musso and Frank's, and I said, "This is my favorite place to go," and blah blah blah, and it's, you're gonna love this and all the rest of it. So she ordered lobster, but apparently she didn't pay attention to which lobster she ordered because the lobster came out and it weighed almost 10 pounds. Oh, and that's not good. No, it's no. not. We were handing it out to people as much as we, I can't remember, but this is 42 years ago. And I still think that thing was like a thousand dollars. Wow. I mean, I mean, think about it, a lobster that big at a restaurant. My God. And it's God. not that good. Like, no, I, it's not. Listen, I'm a lobster expert growing up in Maine. Sure. I just want to tell you, do not order anything larger than two and a half pounds. If you yep. think you need more lobster meat than that, just order a second, mm -hmm. like, two-pound yep. lobster, and you will You're be right. so much happier because it will be delicious. This thing covered the entire table, for Christ's sake. I had nowhere to put my food because that thing covered the entire table. Ugh. It was unbelievable. I just, I'm thinking about like how tough and chewy it probably yeah. was. <laughs> oh, she's not I'm worried about really me. I'm really sad about that. You're worried about the lobster for her, but I cough up for you. You're not worried about me. <laughs> well, I don't know. They might like, at that size, they probably like slow cook it or something, I would imagine, to improve it. Or can you slow cook I, lobster? You just steam them. Hmm. You want to steam them. Maybe That's they the have a special way to, way to make 50 pound lobster. And it's just I sad because we put them in alive. I did get a call about two weeks later from the uh, accountant at the Capitol Records Tower going, what the hell is this? Did they make you pay for it or is it nope. okay? No, I was I was one of wow. their one of their good boys that brought them a lot of business. So they just left me alone. Oh, that's good. It was wonderful. Yeah, Bill said it was fun to shoot in Musso Franks. We were actually just talking about that the other day. Oh, uh, God, they're they're definitely known for their drinks and their atmosphere. They're not really yeah. known for their food, but it is a, no, if you true. go there, it's a really fun place just to have that like classic old Hollywood vibe. So I'd say like go for maybe like a little appetizer, a drink, take some photos, and then get out of there. Go to dinner somewhere else. It's what about two blocks from the from the Capitol Records Tower, if I remember correctly? Yeah, right around there. Pantages Theater is also right yeah, around there. Yep. So it's a good pre-theater yep. spot to hit. God, what a great! Well, I love that job. Too bad the record business went under. Oh, the music business is so tough, and uh, you know it's why everybody's selling the music library. I know we talked about yeah. you know Hall yep. and Oates on Friday, but that's the way they're going to make all their money, or they have to go out on a very lengthy tour. Mm -hmm. in order to make that money now because you just you just don't make it from selling records anymore no no not from selling records. And those two guys do not exactly get along all that well anyway no they never did even in their heydays so never. and their music is so good i like i'm obsessed I with agree. hollow notes and it makes me really sad that <laughs> they don't get along but you know what sometimes that's the genius in it like their weird chemistry sometimes makes magic artistically Oh, I think that's true. I don't think there's any. Hey, when I was at Capitol Records, we had the Beach Boys on Capitol, 
and by the way, Brian Wilson, one of the nicest, most gen- gentle men you'd ever want to meet. What a sweetheart of a guy. But for a while there, because he had gone, remember he sat in a sandbox at his house writing music. He, had, mm-hmm. he put a piano in a sandbox and wrote music in there. And they had such a tough time with that. They had five different dressing rooms. <laughs> I mean, it's no different with Aerosmith, Joe Perry, Steven no. Tyler. Yeah. They hate each yep. other. And they're so good together. When I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl, I was like, this is electric. And we're talking oh, yeah. about, I think, like 2014 that I saw them. And they were unbelievable. Yeah, isn't that great? It's a great band. Those are all great bands. I love those people. They're magnificent. No question. So we were asking this question this morning. Um, and I went with, uh, I think a murder in Venice, the, uh, the, um, oh, what the hell's his name? The guy who started Kenneth Branagh. The- Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. I love him. He's wonderful. I don't know why I forgot his name, but what is the best movie of the past year for you, Chris? And is there one movie that really st- stuck out to you? Ooh. It's tough. It's a tough call. I'd say it was a tough year. It was a tough year for movies. Mm, I think it was because, yeah. you know, we have golden globe nominations today. And it's going to, this is, these two movies are going to wind up being at the top of the, of the list for at least Oscars and everything else. And it was Barbie and Oppenheimer and yeah. Oppenheimer wasn't, it wasn't tops for me. I'm not a huge Christopher Nolan fan, right. um, but Barbie to me, even though I don't think it was like the best movie, I think it's the movie that um, inspired, at least for me, the most discussion amongst my friends. And I think that at least is the sign of a solid movie where yeah. we have a lot to talk about. I mean, are there any, there's not one movie that really jumps out of you going, oh yeah, that was the best movie of the year. I don't really have one. I saw Oppenheimer. I thought it was too long. It was three hours long. Uh, this new movie that just came out, this, you know, three and a half hours long. Enough with the long movie. Because they will not let them. I think you told us that in a couple of markets, they tried to break it up with an intermission. And then Hollywood got back to them and said, you can't do that. No, you will be fined. It is part of your legal agreement as a theater operator. You have to show it as the director intended. Um, So if you break it up with an intermission, that is actually going against that contract, which I think is ridiculous. And I I, I would love to see that director that's like, I'm building in an intermission. And I think that if you're doing that three-hour movie and you're building in an intermission, I have a feeling theater owners will totally embrace it because they're thinking – merchandise mm-hmm. sales if you're super smart yep. um you're thinking snack sales of course for people that just have that bathroom break built in you're like what a relief i i just think people are going to be really happy about it and i i dare someone to do it in 2024 do you think the movies will continue to be three three and a half hours long like this it's so weird to me because if yeah. you take a look if any director bothered to look at the fan interaction on social media People are exhausted by three-hour movies. They're just yes. like, it's too mm. long. I'm not enjoying it. And no. now I'm waiting. I'm not going to the movie theater. I'm just going to wait till it's on streaming so I can cut it up in my own time. So I would really love someone to just really think outside the box on this and do it. And do they understand most people right now don't leave their house. They don't go to the movie theater, which I love going to the movie theater, but they're a st- I mean, you, you compare movies to TV 30 years ago and movies to TV now. I'm sorry, but TV is just kicking ass with all the great shows. Uh, these direct, these producers, directors, are, they're, they're hurting themselves by doing this, these three-and-a-half-hour movies. Hey, if I want to do that, I'll just sit at home, and I'll wait till it comes out, and I'll sit at home and watch it because I'm not going to a movie theater for three-and-a-half hours. Well, you know what I think is interesting is that creatives in the industry, and I'm really talking about the people who are on camera, have been forced to be everything. You're forced to be able to, like, be marketing your career with social Mm -hmm. media and also be, you know, creating work and also be just out there acting. You have to be doing everything. You know, for me as a journalist, I have to write and I have to be able to produce and edit. I have to be able to do it all and write. And it's kind of crazy. Um, to me that um, directors haven't been forced to take a look and go, how can I market my film the best way possible? I want this to be three hours because I think that's how I'm going to tell my story. But maybe I'm going to do this by inserting um, 
you know, an intermission. And I'm also going to think of ideas of like how I can work with theater owners to get people to buy tickets. And maybe we'll do something fun at intermission. So it'll get people to the concession stand or get people to buy a t-shirt because I'm going to sell t-shirts. I don't know, but there's going to be someone out there. That's finally the marketing genius that goes, this is what's going to get people to the movie theater. And Mattel did it great this, this summer with Barbie. People mm-hmm. came out in droves. People came dressed up, mm-hmm. making an event. Taylor Swift did it. Um, Beyonce did it. But if you don't create something special, people are not going to come anymore. What is the name of the, the series about the Godfather? That was so good talking about all these issues. What was the name of that series again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It had some weird name that is completely Growing forgettable. Up Gotti, or did I make that up? No, that it's a different one. That was the Netflix. That is, um, yeah. Yeah, There's been so many name. mob things the offer. here. The yeah, offer. There you go. Was the yes. offer. Mm-hmm. That taught me so much about Hollywood and the inside Hollywood and how all this stuff happens. And everybody thinks, oh my God. Because they had a tough time at first even making that movie. They didn't want to make that movie at all. Turned up maybe the greatest movie of all time. To me, it is. I know that. But all the things they had to go through, uh, it's not that easy to make a movie, obviously. It's not. And it's harder now because we are having a contraction in the industry when it comes to finances. So there's mm-hmm. less investment dollars available. The bu- the budgets are going to be smaller um, for actors. Again, all of those fabulous like $20 million per picture and like the back end deal <laughs> profits, those are yeah. gone. Yep. So everybody's going to have to think outside the box and go, how do we get this movie made? How do I make money as an actor? How do I make money as a director? And that's going to come in different ways. And that's when you're going to see just people like Ryan Reynolds, uh, George Clooney, all of these people Mm -hmm. that have decided to create different types of empires for themselves. That's how they're making their fortune. And if they're smart, you know, if you're someone who has a brand like Ryan Reynolds, you can slide in your aviation gin into a movie and, you know, create a cross (laughs) promotion, your mint mobile, whatever it is. But that's the way it's going to be, unfortunately. Is there an average price of how much it costs like to, to make a two-hour movie now? It's got to be a fortune. I mean, for a small, like, and I'm talking about like a small indie budget these days mm-hmm. without studio backing, $5 million. Oh, God. It's so much money because of marketing costs and everything else. But if you're looking at like, let's just say a normal like hour and a half horror film, those are typically small budget with studio backing. Mm-hmm. You're looking at like $30 million. $30 million. $30 million with marketing costs and everything else. It's, oh it's astonishing. So it's really hard. But there, you know, there's been a lot of discussion of like, does Disney need to make a $200 million movie these days? Right. Because they're not making that money back anymore. Um, and I think this is why we've seen that re-release of some of the Pixar movies that they're going to do with like Soul and turning red coming up in early 2024 they're like how can we make a little additional revenue on something we didn't make back initially are they going to cut back on how you make it i mean i'm hoping they'll leave the movies alone and just shorten them or whatever rather than cheapening up the movie in itself to try to make budget you know what i mean uh, yeah, I, th- I think we're going to see, unfortunately, I think we're going to see smaller casts overall, yep. too. That's going to be drive the way. And, you know, AI is here. I mean, are they going to sit there and, and add more, like, use less extras, add a little bit more CGI, AI people in the crowd? That kind of becomes a problem, too. You know what I kind of love about that whole idea? This is my evil brain kicking into high gear. Wouldn't it be great if you were making a movie and you could use AI and you pick somebody you hated as a kid and make one of the characters look just like him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's going to be happening. Oh, I guarantee it you. It hasn't already been done because I have a feeling everyone has that one bully in their background. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Them. And he gets not a dime for his visage appearing on screen. He gets nothing to be made fun of the entire, or actually probably hated the entire movie but i bet you that is happening more and more isn't it it probably is or that like ex who scorned you (laughs) yes right (laughs) that'd be part of it too any good stuff on on the docket coming out in the next you know we're this is a huge movie season obviously right 
Yeah, this is. I mean, right now, it, everything's all about Wonka. So Wonka's right. the big. And surprisingly, which is so weird, the Golden Globes came out today. And, you know, everyone thought that Wonka would make it into, like, the best musical and comedy category. And it got completely ignored, even though it's had some pretty good reviews. And instead, they put in May, December, a drama <laughs> with Natalie Portman. And really? Yes, into the comedy and musical category. And I'm like, how is May, December a musical? No, for sure. Or a comedy? Definitely not. Because even the subject matter based off of Mary Kay Letourneau really isn't funny. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the whole deal. It's the Mary Kay. And she died how long ago? Um, I think in 2020 she passed away. Oh, so about three about years ago. Three years ago, yeah. God. And how's your husband putting up with the fact that they're making movies about her? You know, it's it's like loosely based. So I don't think he had any oh. input. I'm going to bet that Netflix right now or Hulu is working hard on a documentary or docuseries on it because they're going to want to capitalize on this, especially in the run up toward the Oscars, because you've got Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore in that. So is your husband out of his teens yet? He is. No. <laughs> Just turned 21. His kids are in their 20s, so. Really? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I mean, time has, like, flown. Yeah, that is, I still don't understand how that all, uh, I won't get into it, but how in the hell does that happen? That amazes me. I mean, talk about a failure of not only the justice system, because she got basically a slap on the wrist yeah, both times. Yeah. I mean, she did some jail time, don't get me wrong, but it's it's always... I never understand when it comes to um, crimes, sexual crimes, any sort, why it is always a slap on the wrist. And she was allowed to obviously reoffend many times over. And then yeah. the Barbara Walters interview, and I, I, I said this to you guys, but America sent them like well wishes and like wedding presents after they got married. What is and wrong he, with us as a society? At that point, I mean, he, I think he was probably in his very early 20s when he got oh, married. Oh, okay. So they were I mean, happy he was for an him. adult, but at the same time, why are we, people are like, this is a love story. I'm like, no, this is not. This is a crime story. Because he was, what, 15 when she first started having sex with him? 13. 12. Yeah. Oh, 12? 12. They met when he was 12. And oh I mean, because I think they say 13. I Neither age is good. Let's just oh, put it that way. No. But, I've he seen, was a twelve-year-old in his in her classroom. I watched May December and the scene of the because the like essentially the actress that's going to play her in the movie is following them around to learn about them and she goes, "Well, how did you guys meet?" And she's like trying to describe how they met without it mm. sounding completely heinous and it's like this is absolutely grotesque. We met during our studies. He makes it sound like he was the aggressor. Yeah, and right. All yeah. air quotes for people that can't mm. see what I'm doing right now. Aggressor <laughs> in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Um and that is based off of an actual interview that happened between Mary Kay Letourneau and um, Billy Falau, and that is, they almost took it word for word in that particular scene. And when you go and watch the real life people do this, you're like, this is unbelievable. And even the interview at the time is like, wait, wait, what are you trying to say here? I mean, they're totally baffled. But again, this all sort of skated by America. And we're like, whatever. Yeah. Yep. I don't really understand that either. Now, a question I do have, the mother of her husband, when he was 12. I mean, when did when did people find out she was doing this? Oh, they knew because she got pregnant when he was about 13. And what, Mary what? Kay Letourneau, besides being a teacher, also was married and had kids with another man mm -hmm. while this was all happening. Well, what did your 12, 13-year-old son, what did the parents of that kid do when they found this out? If I'm correct... Um, uh, Billy Falau's mother was a single mom and oh, at the okay. time initially loved that there was a teacher taking interest in him and mentoring him. Oh. Um, and, and this is unfortunate because there are great teachers out there who mentor students who need this. Um, but, you know, she's the one that sort of like spoils the whole situation for them. Oh, the guy. Hey, you want to have sex? No, Casey Jones is on right after that baby. I mean, think about that. You have nothing in common. 
Nothing. No. Yeah, I'm being sent to text. Chris, did just a, uh, we'll change gears yeah, a little bit yeah. back to the Golden Globes. I saw that they're having trouble finding a host. Is this just typical people turning down an award show or is there something more going on? There's something more. So first of all, Golden Globes over the last couple of years has been, has had a real tumultuous time. Mm -hmm. um, it, it started in 2020 when it was revealed that all 87 members were just a bunch of white people nominating yep. everyone. There was no diversity. So NBC- well, The back one was good, you mean? Oh, you. Oh, Tom. <laughs> he jumps in just to say that. Tom is very lucky he's not in the studio because- <laughs> he might have gotten a little punch get run over <laughs> um but nbc was like hey listen this is ridiculous it was la times that sort of exposed the what was happening behind the scenes mm -hmm. and nbc is like you have to get together you have to like figure this out your membership cannot look like this um so they sort of went back to the table and said it's fixed and of course it wasn't fixed and nbc was like mm, we're not going to broadcast anymore so they had to like stream online one year Mm -hmm. um, and try to try and figure things out. So it's been one of those like odd situations. Like, do you attend the golden globes? Do you not attend the golden globes? Now the golden globes, um, the actual organization, which was the Hollywood foreign press dismantled and then came back together, um, as just the golden globes. It's owned by Penske media and Eldridge, um, production companies. Um, I work for Penske just for clarity and, and, oh, so you're <laughs> you know, disclosure and all that good stuff. Um, you're so biased. They, now they own it. But here's the thing. Is the Golden Globes going to be um, one of those situations where, like, I think people are hesitant to step back into it. Do you want to host the Golden Globes? Is this going to be a disaster? Because even this morning, nominations were supposed to start at 5 a.m. It was 5.17. And I'm like, where are they? And they're like, well, hold on. We're going to be there in a moment. They just had, like, this random, like, crew guy coming up every few minutes. <laughs> it was about to start. Which feels like... It's on brand for the Golden Globes, but a lot of people just don't want to be associated with a hot mess like the Golden Globes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Why did that happen? Well, it, um, you have, a, you know, when you have an organization that has a lot of power now, Hollywood Foreign Press, even going back before the sort of racial reckoning that they had had in 2020, mm -hmm. if you go back over the years, they used to allow their members to be bribed for votes. Um, so the Hollywood Foreign Press would be getting these like incredible trips to visit a set or like dinner with Tom Cruise. And you would be like, why did like, let's just, let me like throw something out there. I don't know. Like why didn't George Clooney win this award? Instead, Tom Cruise won it for like kind of a popcorn movie. Well, behind the scenes, they were whining and dining the members. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you as someone who votes for SAG and votes for the Emmys, we aren't allowed gifts over $25. Mm -hmm. So any gift that they give you is usually like a chocolate bar or like they'll give you the screener or they'll give you like a little bit of like appetizers and a drink, but that's it. So, um, they, you know, you're not allowed to get these big elaborate gifts. Like they would get watches, they would get vacations. Like so do they watch. send those big elaborate gifts then to your mother and she accepts them on your behalf or <laughs> good question. I wish, I wish oftentimes now they don't even send them as a member. They don't send them to your house. Like if you go to the, for your consideration event, also known as FYC, that's when you will get the gift. So then it's even narrows it down to like, say 200 people went and saw a movie and a Q and a with the stars and Hey, here is a cookie from Barbie. Well, it's not all bad. By the way, that noise you guys heard about five minutes ago coming mm -hmm. through my microphone. Uh, my printer is about, Oh, I'd say a foot and a half from this microphone. Catherine uh, printed out some shipping information. Mm. Good way to couple I more minutes. Think it came through too badly. No, so I didn't hear it. So. I didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear it either. Really? Yeah. Should I show you the shipping information? I'm probably not. Right. Yeah, we'll leave your we'll leave <laughs> your personal you address. Your address. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to be doxxed. <laughs> Phil does that all the time. Like he will like I'll be like filming something. He'll be like blah 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 throughout the house. I'm like perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good timing. I'm always on in the studio at this time, but I appreciate your noisiness. It all worked out. Oh, Alex just walked in, so that's good. What's going Hello. on, Alex? Oh, so much. How's good stuff? Uh, busy, busy things. Oh, because of Christmas mm. season? Oh, God, I hate it. 
well. You hate Christmas? She hates Christmas. I don't hate Christmas. I hate I don't know. the busyness of Christmas season. That's the headline she, of this artist. That's you, what we all she heard. She said, I hate Christmas the whole Christmas yeah. season. <laughs> no and one we, quite no, we knows don't know why. the reason. We don't quite know the reason. Yeah. Oh, well. So anyway. it's a little tough, is it? <clears throat> oh, my gosh. I, can't, I, I might need a mental health day soon. Um, Are you in a situation where your kids want something that you can't possibly find because it was all sold out? Absolutely not. My kids get used stuff for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Ethan's not like going to be one of those kids who's like, don't care. No. oh, yeah, I got to get this uh, new yeah. toy that everyone has. Like, no. too bad. The bar is low. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I oh. like to keep it. So, so you two be benefited, thrilled. but your children can't. Is that what you're saying? They're benefiting just fine. They're getting a bunch of cool stuff, mm-hmm. but they don't have. Well, the thing is. They don't watch commercials. Mm-hmm. That helps a lot. Which helps a ton. Yeah, they don't see like the latest toy mm-hmm. and everybody needs it and look how fun this is. They don't it's see that. It's at school when it becomes a problem when every other kid has this new. But they can't bring toys to school. Oh, like at all? Mm-hmm. Oh, so like no Tamagotchi oh, or yo-yo craze going nope. on? Oh, they can't bring them to school. That's smart because, yep. yeah, I remember every kid had to have a Tamagotchi because yes. every kid had one. So if you didn't have one, you're the weirdo. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, recess. Everyone's trading Pokemon. You don't have Pokemon. You're the weirdo. Yeah. I don't know how it is at other schools, but at my kid's school, you were not allowed to bring any toys. Uh, it's, it's not a bad idea role. at all. Does anybody have any idea what the hot toy is this year? Because there's always one really hot toy. I have no year. idea. I mean, I, I feel like it just... always ends up being some Nintendo. And last year well, was. Yeah, uh, it depends on the age. The Let's Switch see. was a big hot one trying toys. to get a Switch. The Switch oh, came okay. out like six years ago. I know, but I'm so I bought one in 2020 during all that, and then I sold mine for more money in 2020, wow. like two. Oh well, that's or like, 2021 maybe because I was like I'm kind of over this, and then it was just so unavailable. Yeah. People were like, well, I think it was like 2021 when the PlayStation 5 came out. That was impossible to get, so people yeah. would buy them and sell them for double what they're worth because yep. parents were scrambling to well, try and get one. And I mean, people like. I remember people wrestling at like Walmart for a Tickle Me Elmo yep. when we were the kids. Tickle Me yes. Elmo, and you're just yeah. like, Friday was brutal. Yep. Get a life. <laughs> Here's some of the top toys for 2023 Furby. How are the Furbies? Furby? Say, Furbies are coming back. Furbies are coming back. Yeah. Great. Furbies They're back. Never liked Furby. Um, Barbie Dreamhouse is back. No surprise. Makes sense. No, no. Um, fingerlings, they're cute baby monkeys for your finger. <laughs> sure. <Great. laughs> um, a bitsy interactive dog, interactive pet. Sure. Oh, I've heard a doggy, of... a robot dog for your whole family. Like an eyeball? I've heard of little live pets hmm. from like, what does your kid want for their birthday? Cause we were invited to the party and there's been a lot of little live pets. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I'm going to go to five below and spend yeah, $10. It's a lot of interactive Star Wars, Lola, animatronic droid, everything. Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friend web spinners playset. Little live pets, mama surprise. See, Guess no, what? She not a whole lot has changed in the last 30 years. No, is what you're saying. Plastic crap. No. Yeah, yep. Yeah, plastic crap. That makes sounds. Mm-hmm, Which ports, none of that's kit. allowed in my house. So One of Ethan's favorite presents that we got him is um, we found a 30-year-old glue gun and cut the cord off of it and gave it to him. Oh, I really <laughs> love that. Right now. Runs around. Mm-hmm. He loves his glue gun. Well, because oh, he sees us use a glue gun. So he wants right to now, use a glue Go-Go's gun. Right now, Gogo's favorite thing in the world is this haunted looking doll that the neighbors had That's in their house she like yeah. looks half naked and like definitely has like the soul of a tortured old man in him mm-hmm. and she carries it around and goes baby baby yep. oh, yeah. and i'm just mm-hmm. like oh yeah she loves this thing yeah That's we another have another haunting your house mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yeah we All have right, uh, some things like that Kristen Bird, another brilliant performance. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Don't I look like I'm about to read poetry today? You do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I was just going to. Yep. <laughs> oh, there you have it. Thanks, Kristen. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow. We take a break. Be right back to wrap things up right after this. Holiday shopping season is happening right now, and you can save up to 70% off your shopping with the Tom Bernard Holiday Online Auction, December 8th through the 14th. Auction items include gift certificates at Grand Old Creamy. I love that place. Grand Old Creamery, baby, gift certificates. Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certification Program. 
or certificate program, free tuition for the training. What do you think of that? Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certificate Program with the free tuition for the training and also OsteoStrong 12-month memberships. Visit TomBernardShow.com, enter keyword auction to view items and bid. That's TomBernardShow.com, keyword auction. They'd be bidding, oh my God, the beginning ends December 14th. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life. Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-ZERORES. That's 952 they clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res card. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. What do you think of that action? All right, we just have a few minutes left to go here. Any important topics we should get to that I missed? Uh, We watched a a movie called Luck. Oh, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Oh. What is it? What is it? So there's this unlucky girl, and there's a lucky cat, and she chases the lucky cat into the luck world where all the lucky creatures like leprechauns and unicorns live. And then there's also the unlucky world, which is where all these, like, trolls and weird root creatures live. I don't know what those are. Dad, you have seen this movie. Oh, okay. You've seen luck? Yeah. We've watched it with the kids and mom. Well, okay, then. At your house. There you go. It's very cute, and we all really liked it. Yeah, it was well. It's it's a John Lasseter production, which makes sense then. Oh, yeah. So is it animated? Yeah, yeah. it's three D. It's basically it's a Pixar movie. No, the unicorn is real, but Brittany. it's not Pixar. <laughs> okay, yes. that's a crazy Damn. thing to ask nowadays. We have a Barbie movie. Is it, is it <laughs> animated? It's not animated. No, they put out a casting call for trolls and got their, you know yes. their local they bridge. Found them and the. Yeah, it's just a bunch of guys wearing very cheesy paper costumes. <laughs> The unicorn's a horse with a Just Dorito a on its head. Because oh, <laughs> the Chronicles of Narnia could do it, but Luck couldn't. I'd argue the Chronicles of say, Narnia was an animated I, movie. I would say that that's... Yeah, animated. but it's also not... It's mixed media. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. hey. Ooh, mixed media. <laughs> there you go. All right, I've got to run something by you guys, because I just saw this. I, I, I'm surprised I didn't see it earlier today. Jada Pinkett says the holy slap saved her marriage and then they asked okay. so who's the new bald chick will's hanging out with what do they mean by that okay he has a new friend there's a lot of layers like, yeah. i mean she is bald because she had didn't she have Al- cancer or alopecia yeah oh alopecia that's what it was mm-hmm. that's right good thank god it wasn't cancer so do they really mean there is a new woman that's bald or they can't <laughs> Let's pick Jada Pinkett out of a I crowd. Found what another one. Yeah. He's, so, he's really into bald ladies. He okay. apparently was leaving 
an event in Miami with somebody that looks a lot like Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, it doesn't appear that they have named her, but yes, he is seen with somebody that definitely is uh, bald. He's into so, bald ladies. But it's not Jada Pinkett Smith. It's somebody else. Yeah, that's what it says. Um, God, that's weird. Are they? It's a mystery woman, and she looks cute. So good for Will Smith. Are they separated? They should be no, if they're not. Yeah, really. Was like, there the was worst marriage I've of, ever seen. Yeah, like cheating with mm-hmm. your son's friend. Like no, it was an the, open marriage. It's totally different. Yeah, and then yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Very so healthy. It's okay to do that if it's mm-hmm. open. Jada Pinkett Smith no longer sees the infamous Will Smith Oscar slap as a bad thing. In fact, she now calls it the holy slap because, quote, so many positive things came after it. Like what? Well, she got to sell a bunch of copies of her book. Yeah. So that's pretty positive. Yeah. I get I bet to make some money, money off of it. I bet if you asked Will Smith if he thinks the slap was positive, I bet you he does not. Yeah, because his uh, career went in the toilet after that. Because he, he's lost a couple of movies or a few movies now, has he? I don't know if he's been in a movie since, has he? Yes, yeah. but they, like, bombed, I Oh, think. were they not so good? Yeah, he came out with one not too long ago. Um, Let's see here. And it wasn't that highly promoted because he was in it, so I don't know how well it did. Um, but it was a serious one. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, her book came out, and they found out they'd actually been living pretty separate, even though they, mm-hmm. like, pretend yeah. to be married for years. And that was a big, like, Hollywood shock. And then oh. he actually had a book before that that talked about how he would watch his dad hit his mom, and he just regrets doing that. And I think it was just a culmination of that. And then everybody really attacking him for her having an affair and him looking kind of... I don't want to say a chump because it sounds like it's stereotypical roles. And then the slap kind of all came to the perfect, terrible situation. And then her book didn't sell very well. And she was doing publicity for it last month. Hardcore. Uh, He was in Emancipation. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was and a, I don't know how well it did, but it's a not kind of well. Unique, this is the yeah. first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it was a pretty lazy attempt at like, oh, I'm not such a bad guy. Look, I hate slavery. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big join the club, buddy. Hot take. <laughs> exactly. So uh if all of this is true, then who's the new lady Will's been because she does say it improved their marriage. It it saved their marriage, she said. Obviously. So of, how bad was it before? No, exactly. it wasn't it wasn't good. <laughs> saved their marriage. So if all of this is true, then who's the new lady Will's been hanging out with? She's bald and black, just like another certain female in Will's life. And he's been spotted with her twice now, not just once, but twice. What do you think? Yeah. You know, some people have a type. This is true. true. I'll say good for Will because she looks good. (laughs) Hopefully she's not as crazy as Jada Pinkett Smith because she seems like you just kind of go, man, everyone deserves happiness. So like if it's not together, they both have enough resources where they could do that. Like, go do that. Go be happy. All right. That's going to do it. We'll take a break. Be right back in a few minutes. We'll kick off the family show right after this.